0: Marcelo Pico, editor in chief of Talk Film Society, and your host for the Talk Film Society Festival 2020. It is day 10, yes, we have reached day 10 of this festival, of this podcast series. Uh, and on this episode, on this day, on day 10, it's John Wick, the movie John Wick, uh, presented by Harrison Brockwell. Yes, my co host over. At uh, Going Helm's Deep, that podcast about Lord of the Rings that we co-host with three other great people. Um, uh, go to TalkFilmSociety.com slash Going Helm's Deep for more information. Um, but yeah, uh, as always in these introductions, i like to point, to you, uh, point you to... Uh, I, I'm not going to redo that, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to point you to the Patreon, Patreon.com slash... Talk Film Society Uh, There you'll find bonus episodes You'll find writing uh, Made exclusively for this Festival Uh, Contributors at Talk Film Society Came together uh, To write uh, About the films that that We talk about during this fest There are some long pieces Um, Harrison wrote about John Wick uh, so so, check it out so go to our Patreon, check that out support us that way by uh, accessing that by being a patron on there and also go to talkfilmsociety.com slash tfsfest for the schedule for links to the episodes that are already up um, yeah uh, and uh, just a, a, a quick, uh, quick breakdown of this episode in case you're jumping in it's, it's two segments. first segment, just an intro to the movie, kind of presenting the movie to people um, who, who may not have seen it, who are maybe seeing it for the first time in a while. We introduce the movie to you. Then there's a little, tiny little musical break. Then we come back for a post-movie discussion, post-movie analysis. Spoilers galore. Um, that's what you're in store for for this, in case you're jumping in you know, in day 10 of the festival. Regardless, thank you if you are, if you're just jumping in. And uh, go back, listen to the rest, and stay tuned for the, the next episodes. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's enough uh, preamble. So, enough intro. Go to those links. Go to Talk From Society. Twitter, at Talk From SoC. Uh, that's it for me. Please enjoy me and Harrison discussing John Wick. Mm-hmm. Harrison, thank you for joining us, the Talk From Society festival. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Uh,
0: let's let's dive into it. So, indeed, uh, your pick for this fest, talk about it. What is it, Harrison?
1: So my pick for the TFS fest is uh the one, the only, not really John Wick,
0: <laughs> the one of several John Wick movies. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, in all honesty, uh, uh it was one I was like, "Hey, here's a list uh, of movies, Harrison." Um, yeah. <laughs> and and you were like, "Oh yes, of course, John Wick." And I'll give credit to, um, Sarah Sorrentino, who uh was angry about nobody picking John Wick, and so I'm like, "Okay, fine, yeah. I, I'll put it on a list of." suggestions and send them to people and see what happens and harrison you were lucky enough to pick john yep. wick um
1: immediately i saw that on the list and was like oh wow i'm an idiot for not thinking <laughs> about
0: this because uh, he he clearly says throughout the movie uh yes he is back and that's the theme of the fest uh returns he is returning yeah uh, why don't you give me if you don't mind uh, a synopsis of john wick uh an overall maybe non spoilery synopsis of what happens in john wick the movie
1: I mean, there's major. St- there's if you, if you haven't seen John Wick, I'ma spoil the first thirty minutes of yes, John Wick because <laughs> it's the only way to explain how what this movie's about. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves uh, is the titular John Wick. His wife dies. Uh, I can't remember if it's specified why or why not, but it's indicated through flashbacks and montage that it's of some form of illness. Uh, and her last gift to him is a dog, so he doesn't have to go through the grieving process alone. And then Theon Greyjoy decides, I want to steal your car, and I'm going to kill your dog <laughs> because he that. won't sell me your car. So uh, Keanu Reeves is not- understandably very upset about it and goes on a murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To get vengeance for the loss of his dog, his car, and, like, the. His inability to grieve.
0: Yeah, that's that's so. that's all you needed to know, um, folks. And uh, John Wick is just so. I. Uh, what am I trying to say? For this festival, for the audience who are listening to this, I can't imagine anybody you know not having seen John Wick. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there. I'm not gonna blame you. I'm not gonna. I'm not judging. But um, it's just so engraved in the culture now. Um, yeah, legitimately so. Uh, why don't we talk about when you first saw this movie, Harrison? When did you first see John Wick?
1: So I saw it in the run up to two, actually. Okay. Um, because I had heard incredible thing. No. Was it in the run-up? Yeah, it was in the run-up to two. It was in the run-up to two. I thought it was in the run-up to three for a minute there. I'm like, no, that seems wrong, because <laughs> I saw two. That's wrong, because I saw two in theaters and remembered being kind of middling on it until I revisited it later, and then I was like, oh, no, this is, this is a master class. Um, no, I just kept hearing really good things about this, and I'm like, oh, but, like, Keon- this is part of something I want to talk about with the return theme, but, like, Keanu at that point for me was like, oh, it's just that dude. Like it's Bill and Ted, it's Neo, and then he didn't really do much afterwards, right? Like he's just kind of, he's just kind of done some, some like not great stuff after those. I know people like those movies and they're fine, but like, all right, I'll give it a shot. People say it's good, and like, oh, okay, this is the business.
0: (laughs) See, that's what I want to talk about too. Like, yes, in the movie. Uh, john wick he comes back to the world of assassins after retiring right that's his you know return mm-hmm. but also what i couldn't help thinking about watching this again uh for this podcast is keanu reeves and his persona and his acting career i mean he uh, after the matrix and after the matrix sequels make like, sure he didn't have you know Huge successes, other than like maybe romantic comedies here and there. Um, I, honestly, you know, off the top of my head, I cannot think of something you know on the level of a John Wick or The Matrix. You know, between mm-hmm. you know those movies, and this was just yes, like this is this is just a hell of a thing because it's a it's a perfect role for him. I cannot think of any other actor who who is John Wick um yeah. uh, like physically he just embodies that role so well because i mean he's he's capable of it for sure we, we've seen that in like his other action movies and then his performance in this uh, i think it's like amazing actually it's like, it's, yeah. it's it's so in tune to him as an actor that that it's just something i didn't i guess grasp the first time i saw this or subsequent viewings until this rewatch where i was like Yes, this is perfect for him. He is—he is doing yeah. some amazing work here. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think this is like I'd heard, I like just because of the circles I ran in before I really like got into got into movies properly. Um, like I'd always just kind of heard like, oh yeah, Keanu, he's that guy from Point Break. He's from Bill and Ted, and he's from The Matrix. And you know, he's good in those, but that's because the movies are good. He's not particularly good in in them. Uh, and he's not that great an actor. And I just, like, I just kind of took that as, like, rote. Like, that's the only thing I had heard about him, and I hadn't seen those movies at that time. And now I'm just sitting here like, y'all crazy. Like, (laughs) Keanu is incredible. He's a great actor. Just because he doesn't have, like, the range of someone like Daniel Day-Lewis or, like people like those who can just kind of do like almost anything and like chameleon themselves into roles. Keanu has an extremely narrow niche of the kinds of stuff he can do. I feel like, but he does it so well that anyone that's like, Oh yeah, he's not that good. uh, Really needs to reevaluate what they consider good acting.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree with you. I do. Um, and I mean, this is not count. Believe it. Uh, Sam Heron may have something, you know, to say about this, but I, it, it's. Uh, you just have to find. He has to. He has to find the right material, and mm-hmm. and it's like gangbusters. Because I was just actually looking at his filmography from, just now, just to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But in between, like the Matrix sequels and John Wick, I'll say Constantine was like maybe the other, you know, iconic oh, yeah. role. Uh, slash film that he was in, A Scanner Darkly too, um, but oh my gosh! So this first movie, um, what struck me is, and this is a a, a complaint I, I I've I've been hearing after Chapter Two and Three came out, but um, people I guess who don't like Chapter Two and Three have said. Something to the effect of, like, it's it's maybe too out there. Maybe it expands the world too much. Maybe there's just too many facets to that Assassin's universe um compared to, you know, the first John Wick. But, like, watching rewatching John Wick Chapter 1, which I'm going to call this from now on, it, 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 I think it does a well enough job in, like you know, introducing you to that world of assassins to introducing you to the concept of the coins and the, the, the hotel they're all in. Um, I mean, Harrison, do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? The sort of like uh, world building that this, this movie does uh, here.
1: Yeah. This is my favorite kind of world building. I kind of, I despise world building that has to take 20 minutes and explain what it's about. Yeah. Or in, the most extreme cases I'm going to I'm going to dunk on inception for a minute <laughs> taking your entire second act to uh. explain what the hell is going on in your movie I like inception but that second act is rough on repeat viewings um but like this this stuff where it's like there's no reason for anyone to stop and explain to John Wick what the hell is going on. He knows what's going on. He's been here already, which is why I think like the appearances of people like Willem Dafoe, Ian McShane, uh, Lance Reddick, uh, John Leguizamo, just popping up in these like kind of just for a moment here or there and just saying a couple of things and then dipping back out is so cool because it it gestures vaguely at this world beyond what we're seeing uh, in a way that it feels expansive, it feels lived in is the wrong word, but like just barely below eyesight. Like the fact in, in this first one anyways the Continental feels like an actual hotel that just happens to also have assassin shit going on under just under the surface yeah whereas in two and three it's like oh no this is a hotel for assassins everything else is different because like even just the way the continental is lit in this first movie compared to how it's lit going forwards like it it's so different because wick has in this one i think wick if the lighting is more akin to the fact that like wick is still Trying to stay up and removed from it in like the quote-unquote real world, and then by to the time two and three hit, he is so firmly back in the assassin stuff that the lighting is just pure neon and insanity. Yeah. But this movie is very gray, like it's super gray, and I was really struck by that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I you know, uh, for comparison's sake, yeah, I agree with you. It's, uh, and it's even hard for me to now after seeing part one, after seeing this movie. To like say which one is my favorite overall, because if you ask yeah. me, you know, two days ago, I would have said Chapter Two is is stand out the best one out of those three. But then rewatching one, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it it, it, it a ground is not the right word. It's it's just it just has a an introductory feel of like mm-hmm. here's here's just a glimpse of what's going on, and then two just just takes you right into hell like right into like this this voyage of a man seeking you know revenge just survival um yeah yeah but i i love that mythological sense that's what really stuck out to me with this one and how those yeah those scenes of like people telling john wick like Listen, you know, bad things happen. Um, that's just how life is. Uh, but if, yeah. you know, and also, hey, if 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 you dip your toe into this world, you're gonna get sucked back in. Um, I love that dialogue. I love that. How do you feel? It's so
1: good. Yeah, about the dialogue yeah. is so good. It's so. The first word that came to mind was pompous, but that's not it. It's so. This is, this will definitely sound like an insult. It's so self-important. Yeah, because yeah. of the fact that like they're taking everything so seriously, and this is the kind of movie that like if this were made in the '80s, just be complete shock. Like n- no one on set would have taken this seriously, but everyone is treating this material with such deadly seriousness and gravitas that every single like when they're talking about like like the the fact that no business can be conducted on continental grounds you feel like oh yeah this is a, like an important rule that they all live by and then when i am blanking on her name when the uh at the end when you see what happens when you break the rule of conducting business on the con- on continental grounds like oh man they aren't met they aren't kidding
0: yeah uh miss perkins i believe is the character's thank name. thank you yes thank you um, yeah, and and we'll get more into depth of what happens there. Um, and there are also like some iconic moments that I want to talk mm-hmm. to and the sec- uh, that I want to talk about in the second half. Um, but uh, uh, what I love about this uh, this one in particular is uh, the directors or director. I don't know. I I've, i come to I I've come to find out last night that. Uh, for the life of me, I always thought it was the two directors listed as uh, as credited directors, but it was only just the one. But they—I don't know—it's—it's it's a tricky D, uh, DGA thing, where Chad Stiles Stauslik is credited as director, but it was really him and uh, David Lich. Um, and for those who don't know, I did mention this um, during the Matrix Reloaded uh, segment with Rocky; um, those two. Uh, were part of the stunt crew and i think they film portions of the stunts and the matrix sequels so that's the connection that's the keanu connection that's the action uh connection there um the action in this harrison talk about that because it's still even though it's the first one and like subsequent sequels have like tried to top it i think it still holds up pretty damn well
1: god oh man it whips it's so good it's so good (laughs) and you like you could tell that it's like directed by stunt people because just all of the fights are so precise all of the gun work is just like precision in a way that i don't think movies had done up until this point like yeah you had stuff in like the only thing I can think of that comes close to the gunplay in this in any capacity is Equilibrium with, like, Gun, uh, gun Kata, like that yeah. not nightmare movie. <laughs> um, but, like, it every movement is so precise and calculated and just the way John is just dispatching people, like it, like, it's his job, because it's his job. He's so professional about everything and the fact that he can just for the most part, just is in full control of the situation at all times is just so, so cool. And I just love the fact that like all of the choreography speaks to his character as well. It's not just showy for showy's sake. And it's honestly not even that showy. Like everything is, it's flamboyant and fun in a way that is reserved. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and when the action starts, it's. Uh, I remember watching this in a the theater and just being like struck, like almost in awe of like, wow, they're doing this. Uh, John Wick is kill-. It, It's that. Uh, I guess we'll get more into that in the next segment or not. I don't know. I don't know if this is a big spoiler. But when he's in his home, John Wick is in his home, and these henchmen come in, that first like big. You know, action sequence with him versus like a you know these. I, I, what was it, like twelve people?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's an it is a number of
0: people. <laughs> he dispatches them. He he takes them out in for I think in a in a believable fashion, and also mm-hmm. uh, if this is possible in like an insane like wow, I can't believe somebody physically killed that person in so quickly fashion like. <laughs> <laughs> but but i buy it. it's those headshots that kill me every time uh i see i see these movies just the amount of headshots if if you're watching this for, for the first time folks and you're you're adverse to headshots i don't know what you're doing i don't know why you're gonna see this it's it's, it's not for you uh there are plenty and that's why i love about john wick because he doesn't waste time uh no yeah he does not yeah he would rather just take you know take a clean headshot then uh, rest you to the ground and stab a knife in your heart um which he does too spoiler alert uh what else can we say about this harrison before we toss it to the movie
1: i'm not sure the rest of the stuff i want to talk about is like more specific
0: yeah why don't we just toss it to the movie then i think it's plenty of setup I, th- I think people are are excited for this if they're watching it for the first time yeah. or re-watching it because why not uh so please without further ado enjoy john wick and we'll be back for a post-movie discussion and we're back hey i I, Hi. I hope you all counted the headshots that were in that movie boy geez so before we tossed it to the movie Harrison, and you wanted to dig deeper uh yeah yeah uh, uh, go ahead tell me uh, start it so, off
1: I mean I, I I wanted to bring this up but like this is at the beginning the first half but this is like a structural thing so I figured I would save it until everyone's like watch the movie yeah. it is staggering how long they wait like this movie <laughs> is so reserved for so yeah. long yeah. it's like 20 to 30 minutes into the movie before guns start firing and then like they don't stop but like the confidence to be like yeah no we are going to hold off on all of the action stuff that we sold this movie on until like the 30 minute mark. And then we're just going to like, and we're going to make you like care and get why this is such a big deal. And also just to start the movie with him, like on, like basically about to die of blood loss is a really impactful way to like set, like, Hey, he is human. Don't forget. He's still getting hurt. And like, is, is, has blood like he's he bleeds he's mortal please remember he's mortal so that way when we do the rest of this movie um it's just that much more impressive because you have to remember the fact that yes this john wick is like the terminator but uh if he gets shot he's done
0: yeah exactly Uh, what i what works or what worked more for me watching it this time around was those first 30 minutes like it's reserved she, fine but i was in i was like i was almost like just enraptured by the story of john wick you know losing his wife and then trying to find some connection to anything and and her you know um giving him a dog you know after she passed away like that was her plan after she passed away she, she sent him a dog uh, we haven't touched on this really cuz like it's <laughs> it is the the thing i think people know about the first one is yes you know that's the, that's the start that's the inciting incident john wick his dog you know is killed and then that's why he's on a murderous rampage and i think that works that whole the first 30 minutes you know him you know as an audience uh, connecting to john wick the character i'm all in i uh, i'm like yes uh, he, uh, his dog dies have him kill the world um yep. uh, yeah yeah uh, what do you make of those 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 first those first 30 minutes that connection you feel for him and you know it's, his dog it's it's
1: it's 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 phenomenal um i was i was about to say another word that we say too much on our other podcast um but yeah i generally have a like generally whenever movies stoop to okay well we're going to kill the dog i'm like oh okay so you're out of ideas great yeah. um but that's that's it's clearly not the case here it's metaphor it's 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 intentional storytelling and the fact that like the fact that they come full circle to him, get, like, taking that dog, the the pit bull, at the end of the movie, and then that pit bull is, like, the only invincible thing in the rest of the movies going forwards. (laughs) Like, that dog is going to be fine from here on out because I know they're not going to pull that again. Because if they pull that again, I'm like, okay, you are actually out of ideas and are just doing this as a cheap shot. Um, But, like, the thing that hit me hardest this time is, like, one, I forgot how quick the the dog, like the dog actually getting hit is, and it fucking hurts. Yeah. But the thing that hurts more is that cut with like the slow tilt up showing the trail of blood on the floor and the dog coming to lay next to him as it like in its final act of life. Yeah. Just absolutely devastated me. Yeah. And my girlfriend was watching with me and didn't read it that way. She read it as John going over to the dog. To just lay with him while he, while it died and uh, and he recovered, and I didn't have the heart to tell her it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, because that would have been a, that would have uh, not gone well. <laughs> God, uh, what a great, what a great way to start a movie. Yeah, what an incredible way to get your entire audience on board. Exactly. Like even even if you're not crazy about dogs, everyone can kind of everybody understands the like the human pet. Bond and connection, especially in a in this case, where like it's not even subtext; they state it later on in the movie that it's like, yes, this is his method of the gr- like dealing with grief and going through the grieving process, and to like basically lose his, the dog and his wife all over again is just in uh, like just unbelievable pain. Like it communicate they communicate that so so well and so efficiently.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it, it, it's it is. You know, it would have been different if, um, like you were saying, like them running out of ideas. Uh, if they had started with the thing being like his wife gets killed, that's I would have been like, eh, you know, I've seen that before. Like, why have like a like a like a, like a woman be killed and then that's the inciting incident? But yeah the wife dies but that's off off screen that's that's the thing that's that you see John Wick dealing with like when we you know uh, flashback and and see him in his bed and waking up and and then it's it's the dog that's the shortcut I think that's the smart thing is is having the dog be the the, the catalyst having the dog be the connection there and mm-hmm. yeah it, it I think it's super smart writing and then yeah 30 minutes later he's blowing heads off um yeah. Why don't we talk about the villain of this, played by Michael Nyquist, I believe? The late Michael Nyquist. Uh, What do you think about him, Harrison?
1: I mean, he's. It's hard to call him a villain. Because, (laughs) like, it's also under. Like, this is the thing everybody's motivations are entirely understandable because it's like oh god my son fucked up I have to deal with god just the way he says oh yeah when, that's,
0: that's kind of what I was oh alluding to oh my god that, it's so good that moment when I saw this in theater it, it got everybody in the theater like us reacted like laughed or just like yeah it's a yeah. perfect moment because going back in, like to mythology like like him as the, 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 the Baba Yaga John Wick first off I love that story uh, you get that sense of, like, yes, he is unstoppable. Um, he, he killed, like, ten people with a pencil. All this stuff. Um, what was my point? I, I don't know. He, he, it's, he, it's just sold so perfectly. Um, because uh, I guess I just love uh, him as, like, a guy who's just like, uh, oh, I understand who John Wick is. Um, I, uh, you get, I guess my point is you get all that backstory with just an O. You get how powerful John yeah. is just with that reaction, just one one word, and then that's it. I love yeah. that. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And like his his speech to um, shitty Theon Greyjoy, uh, <laughs> Yosef. Uh, where he's like he's not the fucking boogeyman he's the one you send to kill the fucking boogeyman like that's the only like time where there is actually like expositionary dialogue where it's just here's what's happening in in this universe let me dump it all on you at once but that's because this idiot has no idea what he's done like Michael Nyquist is like yeah you've signed your own death warrant the least the, the only literally the only thing I can do is postpone it I'm gonna try my hardest to save you but um you're dead you're dead to me. Good luck. Go chill at the hotel because um, there's a very low chance to will actually go and break the rule.
0: <laughs> uh, why don't we go down the cast list? Um, what about Ian McShane uh, as as the uh, who, who who is it? play? Actually, the owner, the owner of the of the Continental Hotel.
1: I love Ian McShane. Ian McShane is great in everything, even like. This is what it, like this is what's exceptional about this first movie. Ian McShane ends up being a massive part of the next two, yeah. which is great. Love him. He's great. He's incredible in those. Same with Lance Reddick. We'll talk about Lance Reddick in a minute. Um, but his like it is a two scene performance in this movie. And it whips. He is one of the best parts of this where he's like, Oh, Jonathan, (laughs) I hope you're not here. Are you here on business? You're back. Are you? Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. Just God, he's so good. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to not talk about these performances in hyperbole because they're all really quite understated and all pretty reserved. And they just... All are like everyone has bought into this mythos completely, which is like if they ha- again if they hadn't this movie wouldn't work, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it, it um then going down. I actually forgot how big of a role uh, William Defoe plays in this. Um, yeah. Because it's been a while since I've seen it, and he gets you know killed off uh, by the end of it, um, but. Again, he's, he's an actor, to your point, who understands this, like, dialogue that is, like, you know, is, is, is like, is like uh, what was the word you used before? It's not pretentious, but, like... Self-important. Yeah, self-important, that's it. Like, he understands it's, like, self-important, but he, he delivers it like he... Like, there's no, mm-hmm. like, smile to the camera. You know, there's... Yeah. Uh, you, I, I buy it. And I think Wim yeah. Dafoe is a perfect, like... He's not a character actor, but he's like on the verge of being a character actor. Um, He's just in these genre movies, and he's like a piece of a puzzle that just fits so well in all of them. I know. I I, yeah. I just dug him so much in this rewatching. I
1: I love seeing people like Willem Dafoe in genre movies like this because generally, if if people are talking about like genre movies versus prestige movies versus real movies, you know, like there's that notion that like. Working in genre is working in a lesser space than doing, like, oh, prestige drama, period piece about disabled people, you know, like that kind of Oscar Beatty stuff. And it's it's just always really cool to see someone like Willem Dafoe, who has spent a lot of time, who can, like, easily hang up in that quote unquote prestige space, also just come down here and, like, act circles around everybody it's just always really cool and refreshing to see
0: yeah absolutely and i loved um what he did in his in his uh in, in the scene where Chi got uh killed yeah. like his his final yeah. act um oh god like him i i guess i'm just so used to will uh william just covered in blood um but it's, it's <laughs> it is it, it is a sight to see though i love it yeah
1: i i I will also say Willem Dafoe serves a great purpose throughout this movie of like making sure you remember that John Wick is human because yeah. there are so many times that John Wick is about to get murdered just straight up and Willem Dafoe just with a well-placed sniper shot to the left of his head just like saves his life repeatedly, 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 which like I said at the like earlier just reminds you that yeah wick is really good at his job but he is human still which i think the other like you lose as you go on go on in the series because he just kind of becomes the terminator especially by the end of three
0: yeah yeah which i completely understand um and i don't know it's something that you said before that kind of stuck with me in the first segment about how like um the once he's back in I think it is just it just it's 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 a different uh, sensibility. It's like I, I I guess what I'm saying is I buy him being the Terminator at that point because he's just he just yeah. he's just all in now. And um, one line that stuck out to me watch, watching the first one, where he says here he says like I'm just a bit rusty, and I think that's like that's the that's the thing I tell myself like maybe. He does need that help from Defoe because he is a bit rusty. It's been a while since he's been an assassin. He's not, you know, the 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 the, the, the kill all guy. Now he's he, yeah. We see him. We see him kill a guy with a pencil. In the next movie. So that's that's kind of yeah. my well, my yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, with this, uh, I will say the one thing I don't buy in this movie, and I I want to know what you think about this, Harrison. Is why would the son uh, whose character name I forgot and I don't watch Game of Thrones so I don't get that reference um, why how is he unaware of who John Wick is <laughs> like what? because what I, I think by the second and third movie everybody knows who John Wick is um, that's like the one if you were to call it this isn't you know cinema sins if you were to call it a plot hole sure but that's like the one thing I don't, I don't buy okay follow me on this okay here we go
1: um when you were a shitty teen, did you really give a sh- did you really care about what your parents did for a living?
0: Fair. No. Yeah. Yeah, you're did right. Did you
1: know all your parents co workers? <laughs> did you know did you know like who who your parents biggest rival at work was? Like who's the badass in the office that's just always going to get stuff done? Who's always going to get that promotion? Who's always going to be relied on by upper management? Like no. You yeah. didn't. Like it's- all he knows is like, "Hey, we're part of the the Russian mob. No one's going to step to us." Oh, this tire looking white boy with a with a with a nice car. We can just bully him, and it'll be fine. He's a fucking nobody. Who knows? Who cares? Like he probably knows the name, but I doubt. Um, I doubt his. Like I doubt Theon's dad had a fucking shrine to John Wick and all his dope-ass <laughs> uh, uh, stuff that made their mob possible.
0: Fair. You know? Okay. Fair. Fair. But, but but maybe one of the son's henchmen would have been like, hey, by the way, buddy, you know, that's, that's John Wick over there. I'm not saying it's like, it's something that, you know, throws a wrench in the yeah. whole thing for me. But just something I'm like, well, if there is one thing, then, okay, there's maybe two things. Uh, to remember, okay. To, to me, what you think about this, Harrison? The final fights between uh, John Wick and, uh, what is this character's name? Uh, Vigo. Uh, between yeah. John Wick and Vigo. I think. I don't know. It is John Wick rusty? Because uh, I find it interesting because Michael uh, Nivkit. What is his name? Uh, N Y K V I S T Harrison. How would Nyquist. you pronounce it? Nyquist. NyQuist. I find it interesting that Nykvist has fought Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise uh, in, in, in final action climaxes. Yeah. Um belie- believability may be stretched for me a bit. What do you think about that final fight Harrison?
1: It's a video game ass video game fight <laughs> like this is like I love video games so I'm not like trying to be dismissive about it, but it's like this is the like if any series has like a like a pretty close one to- one analogy to how games are structured, it's this like it's this series, especially two like two has two ends up having like, Monster closets of at enemies coming out at, during the club sequence. Uh, he's got like ammo refreshes placed <laughs> at strategic points to keep himself loaded and keep going. Like I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, like somehow, they incorporate like checkpoints and respawns into into four just just to keep it going. Um, but like this, the, this final fight's cool. It's nice that there's like some big climactic uh, engagement because. Like, the way he just disposes of Yosef, just so coldly, and the camera doesn't even, like, hold focus on him as he walks away, rules. It's so good, because Yosef, like, like we've known it the whole time. Yosef can't hold a finger, or, like, can't hold a candle to John Wick in terms of ability. Not even close. He's in over his head the whole time, and the only reason he survives as long as he does is... I think because he's so bad and John doesn't anticipate him being as bad at everything as he does. Like if we jump back to the, the club sequence where Yosef is running through the the bathhouse and like John's shooting out those windows. Um, My girlfriend watched that and went, how is he missing? He has not missed a single (laughs) shot this entire time. And he just missed four in a row what gives and i sat there and thought about and i'm like john is a professional and he expects everyone he's going up against to be professionals in Uh some way Uh so he's leading his shots expecting consistent movement but Yosef is so scared that he can't move predictably and keeps altering his speed and weight balance based on where the shots are not where they're going to be so John is trying to lead the shots appropriately, and like just can't because Yosef is so bad at even escaping him that he's just thrown off so heavily.
0: You're you're the perfect person uh, to to talk t- uh, about John Wick, uh, <laughs> to, uh because I mean that that actually the the, the the thought your girlfriend had about that scene I also had. I'm like, why is he missing? But the way you explained it. I think uh, uh, that's that's my head cannon now. I, I I'm buying it. That's it. Um, going back to that scene where Yusuf gets fucking you know killed right mid, oh, mid-
1: just mid- absolutely wrecked mid sentence mid sentence. It's like, so good.
0: He says it, it was only a fucking duh, and then boom. God, going back to what, what, what I was uh, saying previous might have been the the last segment, but um iconic moments iconic shots mm-hmm. oh my god the way they shoot keanu john wick walking to yosef like a kind of a not fully slow mo but just the the fire behind him the lighting uh-huh. him raising his gun firing then turning around and then yeah the, the it goes out of focus as he as he walks away mm-hmm. ah, that's that's beauty that's that's that's, that's so good that's powerful stuff I, uh, it's so
1: fucking good. Uh, God this movie rules.
0: <laughs> and like no other action franchise can 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 do that. Like I if they had done that in like uh Fallout with with Tom Cruise with Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. it would have just not fit the character at all. Would it not fit the movie? No. No way. No thank you. But John Wick, the the, the, the John Wick like, World the franchise, that's what this yeah. is. It's 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 building the these uh these mythol these uh, this mythology, these figures, the these the the, the mythos of, of these characters, mm-hmm. and John Wick himself. Yeah. Oh, because eh,
1: like yeah, because like you you say like if Fallout had done that, it would have felt out a character. Because like Mission Impossible is entirely about Tom Cruise being a flashy motherfucker and just doing the crazy shit with some all right storytelling behind it. Yeah, John Wick is like first and foremost, like even above the action, I would say about its world building and its narrative, which is wild it's so good so like the fact that he just like drops yosef and then walks out of focus is literally him being like all right this job's done i'm literally leaving it behind i yeah. refuse to carry this with me anymore and the only reason he goes forward with it is because like like you might as well put a bow on it like the final fight literally like this is my problem with it the final fight with um with uh vigo does like it feels like a video game boss in so much as like it it feels like tacked on. They could have just ended the movie and let it be yeah. with um with Yosef's death, but I think the fact that they that he ends up killing a uh, Willem Dafoe uh, is what pushes him back into one actual act of revenge of getting rid of Vigo and uh, the hench guy from Thirty Rock.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Harrison, before we go, um before we get to the very end. Any any final final thoughts on, on John Wick? Anything you wanted to say that we, 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 we may have missed?
1: Uh the funniest thing is watching two and three and then going back to one and seeing how subdued their subtitles are.
0: Oh yeah. That's yeah. The yeah.
1: subtitles are so subdued in this. Like yeah, they're multicolored and like big and like neon, but oh man, the fact that they're not like animated neon smoke in this is very funny to me (laughs) like the spectacle of two and three just goes up in every single possible facet of like of the movies it's so good these movies rule
0: oh yes the uh, all of them are great Um, see uh, the the magic of this series rewatching one has made me like three more which I I came into three expecting a lot then came out say I was kind of underwhelmed but rewatching that and then watching this, ah, oh, I think all of them. I think do a great job. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're so good, Harrison. They're thank so you. Good. Uh, thank of you. Thank this, you. Thank you This is a great me. talk. Last thing, plugs. Where can people listening find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me at play underscore champion on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the uh, Disney podcast I do called Dream a Little Deeper uh, on Twitter at dreamdeeperpod. Pod
0: there you go and of course going home steep check that out folks yes uh yes that
1: that is a delightful disaster of a show
0: (laughs) it's appropriate trust me but It's it's so good it's super fun uh check that out thanks harrison
1: of course